0: Coming up, I want to make this point to you very clear. You are a leader. As a follower of Christ, you are a leader. So when we're talking about this, don't exclude yourself from this. You won, whether you know it or not, feel like it or not, think you are not. You know whether whoever told you you wasn't or not, it don't matter. God says, you following me, you a leader. That's what you are. And God knows if we as followers of Christ would just step up and develop our leadership ability and lead better,
1: it would change the world. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Here's a fact, whether you see yourself this way or not, you are a leader. Have you identified those who are watching and following you? Join us for the continuation of the message series Evidence of a Leader, where we'll look at leadership through the lens of God's Word. Here's Pastor Robert with part one of the message, An Unexpected Leader.
0: 1 Samuel 16, verses 1 through 7. I'll be reading from the New Century Version, the NCV. 1 Samuel 16. Verses 1 through 7. It reads, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you continue to feel sorry for Saul? I have rejected him as king of Israel. Fill your container with with olive oil and go. And I am sending you to Jesse, who lives in Bethlehem because I have chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, if I go, Saul will hear the news and will try to kill me. The Lord said, take a young calf with you. Say, I have come to offer a sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice. And then I will tell you what to do. You must appoint the one I show you. Samuel did what the Lord told him to do. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of Bethlehem shook with fear. They met him and asked, are you coming in peace? Samuel answered, yes, I come in peace. I have come to make a sacrifice to the Lord. Set yourselves apart to the Lord and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he set Jesse and his sons apart to the Lord and he invited them to come to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab, and he thought, surely the Lord has appointed this person standing here before me. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't look at how handsome Eliab is or how tall he is, because I have not chosen him. God does not see the same way people see. People look at the outside of a person, but the Lord looks at the heart. Amen. The uh, subtitle for today's message is An Unexpected Leader, Part One. An Unexpected Leader, Part One. I wanna make it clear that as we talk about an unexpected leader, we're not talking about um, the kind of leaders who became leaders unexpectedly because there was some shadiness going on. Some favoritism going on, some nepotism going on. Or because somebody, you know, kissed up to the right person, played golf with the right person, came from the right family or some of that. We're not talking about that kind of unexpected leader. I'm sure leaders, I'm sure in your lifetime you've seen some of that. You've seen some people get favoritism and get um, in positions because they, they, they knew the right person. They had the right color of the skin. They spoke the right language. They had the right walk, the right talk, the right height, the whatever. They came from the right place, went to the right school, you know, lived in the right neighborhood, whatever. You, you've seen some people only get positions because of that. That's not the kind of unexpected leader we're talking about. We're talking about the unexpected leaders who were truly uh, qualified, um, who were bona fide leaders, leaders who had the traits of a leader, the leaders who had been developed, leaders who were ready, leaders who had studied, leaders who had prepared, leaders who should have been expected, but they weren't expected to be leaders. That's the kind of leaders we're talking about. There were many of them in the Bible, um, and many of them in the Bible. I'm gonna name a few to you. Uh, One one of them was Joseph. Joseph was an unexpected leader. He was so unexpected, his brothers, his brothers first planned to kill him. This this is Joseph, who became a great leader, and they were going to take him out, his own brothers. And one of the brothers convinced them, no, let's not kill him. Let's just sell him off into slavery. So they wasn't expecting him to be nothing. In fact, they was, again, they was going to just be done with him. And they thought they were done with him when they sold him into slavery. <laughs> Joseph was an unexpected leader. Another unexpected leader was Gideon. Gideon was an unexpected leader. Gideon didn't even expect himself to be a leader. When God called him out to go lead, Gideon said, not me. You can't be talking about me. I come from a small place, a small tribe. I'm nobody. You you expect me to lead? I'm, I'm nothing. Gideon didn't even expect to be a leader. He was an unexpected leader. And another unexpected leader was our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He was an unexpected leader. How can the greatest of all time be an unexpected leader? Well, he was. He was an unexpected leader. Yes, he was. Philip, after God had called Philip to follow him, Philip went and told Nathaniel about him. He said, Come, we've, we've, we found him. We found the one that Moses and the prophets been talking about. It's Jesus of Nazareth, he tells Nathaniel. And Nathaniel replies, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? <laughs> Nathaniel was not expecting Jesus to be a leader because he came. From Nazareth, some of you, somebody here, may have been an unexpected leader or unexpected something. Let me tell you a little story about uh, my life um, when I was in an apprenticeship program, and we were learning how to do things with our hands, and then learning things in our mind. I was in an electromechanic apprenticeship program, and so we were doing all these things: we were welding, and doing machining, doing electrical work pipe fitting, and all this different stuff. And we finally had a real class that I would call a legitimate college-level course. (laughs) It was a physics course. And it was, it was difficult, it was difficult. If you wasn't, you your mind hadn't been exercised to learn and concentrate and focus, and you weren't gonna do very well in this class. And this was the first class that we had. We had several classes, but in my mind, this was the first one that was real, really, really college level. And so we, we going in here, we learning all this stuff, and then we had a test, our first test. It was a hard test, it was difficult. And so the, the test results came back and, and the teacher said, well, you, you guys didn't do too well. <laughs> you know, the teacher said, but there was two A's though, two A's out of, it was 12 of us that was taking this class. And uh, of the 12, only two of us got a good grade. And then everybody was looking around at each other. I wonder who they are, who's the two, who's the two, who's the two? And then the teacher let it be known that, one, that the two was Steve, and Robert, yours truly. And then one of my co-apprentices said, what, Robert got an A? <laughs> Do y'all understand, are you, are you tracking with me here? You know, they, they, they were shocked that I was one of the A's. My grade was one of the A's. Can't help but wonder why they were shocked that I had an A. But in either case, they didn't expect an A to come from Robert. I'm telling you about my experience. So I know that in your life you've had some experiences where you, you were out front or you rose to the top or you did well in some way, shape, or form, and somebody didn't expect you to do so good. Somebody didn't expect you to be a leader. But you, a, you were a leader. You were... Qualified, bona fide. I want to talk to you today about a specific person in the Bible who was an unexpected leader. He was qualified, bona fide, and most importantly, anointed by God to be a leader. (laughs) But still, a whole bunch of folk (laughs) didn't expect him to be a leader. And so I want to talk today and use as an example. Write this down on your paper. Some reasons David was truly an unexpected leader. Some reasons David was truly an unexpected leader. And as we walk through this, I hope hopefully you'll be able to look at your own life, your own experiences, and see some parallels and see yourself. And let me say this. As I said this last week, when we deal with this series, Evidence of a Leader, um, I want to make this point to you very clear. You are a leader. As a follower of Christ, you are a leader. So when we're talking about this, don't exclude yourself from this. You won, whether you know it or not, feel like it or not, think you are or not. You know whether whoever told you you wasn't or not, it don't matter. God says, you following me? You a leader. That's what you are. And God knows if we, as followers of Christ, would just step up and develop our leadership ability and lead better, it would change the world. I'll tell you that right now, it'd be a different world. <laughs> okay. I don't know about you. I'm. I'm. I. It's my intentions. It is my intention um, to be a world changer. To be on the world changing team, you know, and if I can, you know, I want to, you know, I just want to do my best on the world changing team. Team that's going to impact this wicked world we live in. That's what I want to do. So David was an unexpected leader. Let me give you some reasons why. Number one, write this down. His own brothers did not think much of him. His own brothers didn't think much of him. Can anybody relate to that? Man, man. <laughs> huh? Your siblings, your sisters—maybe your sisters—they didn't, you know, they really didn't think much of you. Anybody relate to that? You know, uh, uh, David's brothers didn't think much of him. Uh, look, the, the, look what the text says: First uh, Samuel 16, 1 and four through five. Uh, I am sending you to Jesse, who lives in Bethlehem because I have chosen one of his sons to be king. I'm going to pause right there. So God is talking to the prophet Samuel, and he's saying, I'm done with Saul. I'm done with Saul. We read that earlier, and I'm I'm done with him. He's not going to be king any longer, but I'm going to make another king, and it's going to be one of Jesse's sons. Okay, it's going to be one of Jesse's sons. Uh, God made that very clear to Samuel, right? And so he said, I'm sending you over there. And then uh, verse 4 says, Samuel did what the Lord told him to do. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of Bethlehem shook with fear. Okay, walk with me now. Walk with me now. So Samuel's going to do what God says for him to do. He goes to Bethlehem where Jesse is with his sons. And when he shows up, the elders in Bethlehem are scared because Samuel's there. And just, just so you understand, you understand. Um, just yesterday, I think it was yesterday, I was on the freeway going 680 south, and while I'm on the freeway, I saw at least a dozen, at least a dozen, police highway patrol cars flashing lights, following each other, rolling on the other side, on the going 680 north, and I'm going like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, what's going on? I never seen that before. I never seen that many police cars on the freeway rolling with their lights blazing at the same time. You know, you might, you see one or two come and then, you know, maybe another mile or two, you see another one. Now, they was, you know, it was, you know, like a cavalry. And my first response is, what's going on? That was my first response. I'm telling you that story. This is how they were, they were feeling. When Samuel showed up, it's like, Sam, Samuel, the prophet is here? What's, what's up? What's good? What do we do? You know, what did God send you here to tell us um, as the prophet? What message you got from God for us? What's going on, Samuel? Why are you here? So my point here is that it was a big deal that Samuel showed up at Bethlehem. It's a big deal. You got to track with me on this. So to to Jesse and his sons and to all the people in Bethlehem, if the elders are scared, you know everybody else is trembling too. They all is like it's a big deal that Samuel is here, the prophet of God, the man of God has shown up here. It's a big deal. Everybody knew it it was a big deal. Okay, I I get that in your spirit. Then it reads on. It says, they met him and asked, are you coming in peace? Are you here in peace? Is this this a good or bad thing? You know, it's like, is there bad news or good news here? And then Samuel answered, yes, I come in peace. And then he went, whew, it's all good. God is good with us then. All right. God's man coming in peace. It's good. And then he reads, I have come to make a sacrifice to the Lord. And Samuel says, set yourselves apart to the Lord and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he set Jesse and his sons apart. So now this big happening is happening. The prophet of God, the man of God, has shown up. And the man of God sets Jesse and his sons apart. And it reads on, um, and he invited them to come to the sacrifice. So Jesse's and his sons got a personal invitation by the prophet of God. This superstar, if you will, you know, who made, came to Bethlehem, it's a big deal. They got a personal invitation to come to the sacrifice, and none of them told David. <laughs> now, now, get, get this. <laughs> they, they didn't tell David. We, we read earlier, and we, we'll look at it again. David was out taking care of the sheep. Nobody went and said, David, it's a big thing happening in the town. The, the man of God is here, and he's invited us to a sacrifice. You need to be here. Nobody told David. Y'all ever, ever happen to you in your family? You know, some, have, some, some big event going on, and everybody know about it but you? <laughs> Somehow you didn't find out that Aunt Leola passed away or, you know, just some some big news. I don't know, whatever it is. Somehow nobody called you. Okay, you haven't been there and you're like, how can this be? (laughs) This is a big family matter and they didn't tell me. David was out working, taking care of the sheep and business and nobody told David, hey, the man of God is here. You need to, you know, you need to be here. So this tells us that they didn't think much of David. They must not have thought much of David because they just let him miss this big event. Just let him miss it. So his brothers brothers didn't think much of him. Couldn't have. Uh, Write this down. Number two, and, and reasons that we know David was an unexpected leader, his oldest brother, Especially didn't expect him to be a leader. His oldest brother especially didn't expect him to be a leader. First Samuel 17, 28 says this. Now, let me, let me give you, let me preface this passage before I read it. That David now, we fast forward fast going a little bit ahead. David is now at the battlefield in the valley of Elah, where the, the Israel is about to fight against the Philistines. And David's father, Jesse, sent him to go check on his three oldest brothers. And David shows up out there doing what his father told him to do, just like he was taking care of the sheep, like his father told him to do. And he's just going, being obedient to his father. He's going to check on their well-being and take them a few things to give them, you know, some relief, some care. <laughs> And look what happened. First Samuel seventeen twenty eight. When David's oldest brother Eliab heard David talking with the soldiers, he was angry with David. Now, <laughs> y'all tell me what did, what had David done? <laughs> what had he done? He just he he was being obedient to his father. He shows up, and his brother is angry with him because he heard his voice. Y'all. <laughs> Y'all, have you had this experience? If you didn't, just understand, sometimes people who don't like you, they don't like your voice either. (laughs) They don't don't like to hear you talk. That's how deep it runs. He just heard David. He didn't even see him. Text didn't even say he saw him. He just heard his voice. (laughs) And he heard his voice. He must have recognized it. And he's angry because he heard his voice. Oh, David. (laughs) And look what happened here. He asked David, why did you come here? Who's taking care of those few sheep of yours in the desert? Y'all, you talking about throwing shade. Y'all, (laughs) y'all, they've been throwing shade a long time, y'all. Y'all just know that. Folks been throwing shade a long time. His his oldest brother. The one, you know, more than likely, you know, I, you know, David, he may have had the greatest respect because his oldest brother, so his oldest example of what it means to be a son of his mother and father, you know. You know, it's, he looked at him probably, he looked up to him in a certain kind of way. And his brother said, why are you here? And who's taking care of those few sheep? He just belittled his work. Who's taking care of them few sheep? And... <laughs> He goes on and says, I know you are proud and a wicked heart and 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 wicked at heart. He just, he just throwing dagger after dagger at David. And all David did was what his father told him to do. And then he goes on, he said, You came down here just to watch the battle. Wow. You ever been accused by somebody close to you whom you love of some stuff that just ain't true? Not just stuff that ain't true about something you did, but about your person. I mean, it's like he said, you got a wicked heart. It's funny, and we'll see this later, but God said David had a man had a heart out like his. But his brother is saying his heart is wicked. Folks just on the other side of the pendulum when it comes to what God says is true. His brother I, and I want you to relate to this because this must have hurt David. It must have didn't you know? It didn't feel good. My oldest brother telling me I got a wicked heart and I'm proud and I'm nosy and I'm you know shouldn't even be here. Shut up! Don't talk. I can't even hear you standing here. You talk. So his brother especially didn't expect him to be a leader. Number three, write this down. The prophet Samuel. <laughs> didn't expect him to be a leader. So now my brothers, and then especially my big brother, now the man of God doesn't even expect him to be a leader. Look what happened here in the text. Um, First Samuel 16, six and seven. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab. Okay, let me pause for a moment. Now understand, Eliab is the same as his oldest brother. This is the one that said all that mean stuff about David. The prophet sees Eliab, the man of God, and he says, and, and he thought, surely the Lord has appointed this person standing here before me, before him. You, you get this? <laughs> the same guy that said all this mean and evil stuff and untruthful stuff about David Samuel looks at him and says, oh, this got to be the one God is going to want me to anoint him. This uh, let, me, let me pause for a minute right here because I want to make sure we understand how important this topic is that we're talking about. It's this evidence of a leader thing, this, you know, unexpected leader, this perfect example of a leader and the, the, the other parts of the series we're going to be talking about as we move forward. This is an important thing.
1: You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert.
0: You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes, and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God,
1: and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. You see, this is good.
0: This is good. Because, see, we this is where we mess up. We mess up. You know, we, we say, God, lead me. We ask God to pray. We pray for God to leave me, guide me, and all that stuff. And before God can speak, you've already formed in your mind. Yeah. I think that's the one I want to go out with. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think that's the job I want. And God ain't said nothing. He ain't said nothing. And you prayed that he would say something, that he would guide you. But before he could guide you, you've already in your mind formed some opinions.
1: Thank you for listening.